You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. I asked my new boss, would he allow me 30 days Mm -hmm. to observe the performance of this individual and to work with this individual? And then at the end of 30 days, we can then come back and reassess whether this person should be terminated or not. And so he gave me that grace, right? Because he, you know, he was my boss. He could have said, absolutely not. We've already talked about it. You're going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so he looked at me. I I don't think he expected that, but that was a bold move on my part. And so here's one of the things I strongly believe um, about, and I'm going to come back and tell you the end of that story about leaders. I believe each leader need to have their own personal conviction And Hmm. and you need to have your own personal leadership philosophy. And so yes, you, you stated, like you know, I'm a student at Oral Roberts University and I'm currently working on my master's there oh, in leadership. Wow. Mm-hmm. And one of the first courses we had, I, I took there, my uh, master's program, I had to define my leadership philosophy. Well, some of my classmates took them a minute to get to theirs, why I knew mine, because mm-hmm. I've been living mm-hmm. it and practicing it all of my leadership life. And it is this. Mm-hmm. I will never ask someone to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And so that's just how I lead. I mean, I'm always willing to roll up my sleeves and set the example or, you know, or put make the template if I need to in order for the team to understand. I'm not going to ask a team to stay up overnight for, Hmm. you know, a code deployment if I'm not willing to stay up with them. Or if I'm not willing to at least get up in the middle of the night to check on them and to serve them and make sure, you know, they have everything they need. And so part of that, I go back to this individual. My second part of my philosophy is that I want, I try to lead and do unto others as I would want my leader to do unto me. And so... I would want a new leader to get to know me. What's what's mm-hmm, my side mm-hmm. of the story? You just walk in here and you fire me? And so that's right. what I did. I invested time in trying to understand where this person was. And, and, I, and I gave him an opportunity to share with me his perspective of his performance and, mm-hmm. and what he wanted in his own career. And so I stayed at that company for four years. Oh, wow. Not only did I maintain that person employment for the four years... Over time, I was able to promote this person to a lead. Wow. And so here's someone we were going to exit. They were going to exit out of the Mm -hmm. company for Mm -hmm. poor performance. So once I started working with, and I saw, I love developing talent. This is what I feel like I'm doing through Yvette Gavin Consulting as well. And so it's just developing talent in a different way, Mm -hmm. but helping someone who was deemed showing no value to get to the place where that person is is showing increased value to the point that two years later I'm promoting them to lead. So now they're coaching and training other people in their role as a lead. Um, I think it's phenomenal. And that was me stepping back saying, let me, it's courageous. It's not a bold to ask for this. And I'm putting myself out there for somebody I don't even know yet. Right. right? Because right. I was new. It was my first week. You know, I had just you know met the entire team and that was pretty much it. Right. I had not even had a one-on-one with him. Wow. That's incredible. And I love what you did because that does take courage to do because we don't, I know sometimes, and I know sometimes for me, like sometimes I just want to, you know, please everybody, but no, like sometimes you have to sit back and say, 
I don't know if that's the right decision. And you're right. You have to have a personal conviction. If that's yeah. not something you felt comfortable with, come up with a, another solution or, you know, another alternative, yes. but so that everybody can be happy. And I love that because sometimes, you know, people or leaders are so quick to fire people. And yes. granted, you know, there could be a myriad of reasons why, but did you give them a chance yeah. to succeed? Did you give them all the tools that they needed? You know, so I love what, we, what you did and you came in and said, you know what, before I just fire this guy, I just came in. Let me just take a look and see what's going on. Maybe it's something that can be fixed. Maybe it's something that we can work on, et cetera, et cetera. Because as we know, in business or in your career, it takes time and money to it hire does. people. So it before does. you get rid of them, make sure that you've totally, you know, that you've invested in them, yeah. that you've exhausted every option you know of course there's some things that are just non-tolerable things yes. but if it's performance wise let's work together to see you know if there's something in there that we haven't done yet to bring out the best in you so exactly. i love that example that's awesome wow 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 great and so next question what's the best leadership advice that you've ever received oh wow Okay, so when I first got this advice, I didn't think it was great advice, mm -hmm. but um, it, it was because I still do this one thing. So I, my first corporate mentor was the chief uh, technical officer mm -hmm. at a company where I was, um, eventually I became the IT director, but I started there as a manager and worked my way up to senior manager. And when I realized I wanted to stay in the organization, I wanted to grow, I went and I asked this person to be my mentor. Mm, nice. And... Um, he taught me so much, but one of the things that he taught me was the power of influence um, in an organization and how important that is. So you can be really great at what you do, but if everybody around you dislike you, right. eventually you're only going to go so far, right? Sure, so it sure. needs to be a combination of both. And so he taught me a very simple thing, and that is go and have lunch with that with that adversary you know go and have lunch with that person who is constantly complaining about the services your team is producing or putting out and in this case um how this whole thing started you know i'm leading and managing a team of qa resources mm -hmm. and then there was this uh, person on the business side who was constantly complaining about you know some things that um two individuals on my team was just like they could never do anything right from my perspective as their leader, they were doing everything right. But the perception had been, you know, from this other um, leader, it wasn't really that positive. And so it really just got to a place where I felt that she and I were like this. And so I'm having this conversation with my mentor. And, um, and he says to me, he says, I need for you to take her to lunch. I need for you to hear her side of the story. And I need for you to be willing to sit there at that lunch table and come to some level of agreement with her. And he was absolutely right. It's something hmm. about taking yourself out of the environment where hmm. that hostility is, um, where people who you've already been saying stuff to won't see the two of you necessarily talking. And so I invited her out to lunch, you know, put it on her calendar. She accepted. So we go off campus and we have lunch. Hmm. And in the midst of that lunch, I, she began, I began to see her heart. And I began to understand why she was the way she was, right? She, at the end of the day, we both wanted the same thing. We wanted to be successful in our current roles, and we wanted our team. And because as leaders, you know, you're not successful if your team isn't, right? right. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. You just cannot separate the two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, so, so part of that was 
we sit there at that table and we start talking about how can we strategize together mm. and, and we both end in a great place because ultimately it is about serving the company as well. And that's what we did. And mm. what we were able to do, I thought it was just amazing. I was able to invite um, two members of her team that she chose, oh, okay. two of her leaders to come in because typically you know how the testing of code if you're using a waterfall. For those of you who are techies, you know what I'm talking about. For the for the others, I know you're like, what is she talking about? So here's just a little <laughs> technology uh, process for you. So typically, if you're using a waterfall methodology mm-hmm. in technology, they um, the developers build, they build their code, and then once they're done, they pass it over to a quality assurance team, and and that team will test right in isolation, and mm-hmm. then when they say it's great, then it's passed on to the business. To accept and she's representing the business mm. and so there was always this conflict between our team and this team and so I said why don't we um, look at having someone from your team to come in at the you know maybe that last week and better understand um, the, the process that we're using let us do a demo for you guys and show oh, you why we're passing X, Y, and hmm. Z. And that way your team would be better prepared to receive the code. She thought it was a great idea. I mean, wow. we just did this over lunch. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, t- I took that model hmm. everywhere I've been since then and even in my own personal life. And so what I've learned out of that, and that was great leadership advice versus just going back and forth on email or just trying to get into a conference room and then you're attacking each other because, you know, she and I had both done that. And it was getting into a neutral environment, which was a nice restaurant and just having a conversation. Wow. And we were able to work things out. And mm. I've, wow. I've, I've done that time and time again in, in different environments. So I think that was my best leadership advice. Wow. So I think what I learned from that was communication is key. And whether it's with another person on your team or maybe it's someone in a different department or maybe it's even a customer, communication is key. And I like that. So basically go to a neutral environment, you know, not someone else's office, but go maybe outside of work so you can kind of take the work element out of it and get both I guess both parties together or representatives of both parties so you guys can kind of hash it out. I really like that because communication is key and sometimes yes. we're, we butt heads, but it's like it's not that we're not doing the right thing, but there's something missing. Yes. And so as a leader, you have to be able to identify those things and yes. also find a way to bring people together. And that's definitely a skill. But I believe it's something that you can learn and grow, but you have to be able to identify those things because if not, the project could have been a failure, even though you had two very talented teams that were doing what they were supposed to be doing this whole time, but there was just a link missing. So you don't want that to stop your growth or your company's success and your progress. Yes. So that's amazing. And it was communicating. And that other component there is Mm -hmm. building relationships. Yes. And so one of the things, Joe um, was my mentor, one of the things that he consistently weaved into our coaching or mentoring is what it was, mm-hmm. was my, my need to build relationships in the organization. And what I know now to be um, to be true is that when we have relationship with someone, we are more forgiving. We are more giving, meaning that I'm, I'm willing to reach across the table and come to an agreement with you when I have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. negotiate better when I've already built a relationship with you. And so I would say that started this whole thing with me understanding that I had to give something as a leader. Um, I was one of those leaders who, because I'm so family oriented, 
that I just want to go to work, do my very, very best and leave work and go home <laughs> and be with my family. So when there were times when I needed to network outside yes. of that, you know, five o'clock with other co-workers or uh, potential business partners, I used to dread that like, you know, like I was having to like take poison or something. And so what he helped me to understand as a leader, I had an obligation mm. to build relationships with those above me, those that were my peers, because as I have strong vertical and horizontal relationships within the organization and outside mm -hmm. the organization, that benefits my team. Yeah, absolutely. That benefits my team and it allowed me to be a better chess player when it came to getting hmm. doors open for my team. So I began to start networking and inviting other leaders within the organization whom I did not have a conflict with out to lunch. Oh, and so great. I made a, um, a um, it was my thing. Every two weeks I was going out to lunch with another leader in the organization. And eventually I started branching out because I also like to do benchmarking. With, uh, when I identify companies who are doing what we're trying to do or, mm, or already has been working okay. with an application that my team, I will go and start networking and inviting the QA director in that organization for lunch. And so wow. now, you know, I live in a city where I know people at various companies and I never even worked there, right? I know the leadership there because I took that bold move to start networking out, outside, building those relationships are key. Wow. And then one other thing I wanted to share mm -hmm. I think that was the the biggest um, thing that I've been taught is the importance of communicating, as you said, and building the right relationship. But from an internal perspective, mm -hmm. one of the greater hurdles I had to get over in leadership, especially when I first started, was realizing I'm not going to work to make friends. And so when I my first manager job, you know, I was an individual contributor and I got promoted to the leadership role. And so I'm managing this team and I had built camaraderie and I had friends that I was going to lunch with. You know, I'd been there at that company for about four years by the time I got this promotion. And when I went to this next level, I'm excited, of course, right? Absolutely. And I just assumed that the, my friends were excited with me. Well, they weren't. Mm. <laughs> they weren't. And some that first uh, manager position leadership role was the hardest one I ever I, I had because wow. it was really hard moving from not being invited to you know I'm I'm going to lunch with y'all every you know every day y'all waiting on me for lunch to uh, everybody else is already there in the cafeteria and nobody stopped by my office right mm. and people not even speaking to me or resources that I used to I was their peers and now I'm their boss not doing what I'm asking them to do. Hmm. And that, that was really hard for me because I did not expect that. Right. And right. I think a lot of people get confused and they fail in their first mm -hmm. role as a leader because they're really trying to make friends. And so I had hmm. to get to a place where I prioritize what was most important. And it's like, I'm going to treat everybody fair. And I did, and I continue to do so. But I stopped, I had to finally say, Yvette, your friends are not at this company. Yes, I can build relationships and have partnerships and, you know, with people, but I'm not looking for them to be my ace, you know, mm, my friend. Right. You know, it's okay right. if you don't want to have. And so I also learned early on in my career how to have lunch by myself and be totally at peace with that and be okay because you can't be everybody's best friend in That's the office true. and be a strong leader. I've not seen anyone do that well. Hmm. I've seen people try to do it. I've seen people uh, have the appearance of being able to do it for a period of time, mm -hmm. but I've never seen long-term hmm. success. 
Yes, you respect everybody on the team. Yes, there may be a few people that you may find yourself doing some things with outside of work. Right. But mm -hmm. I think in the heart and the mind, you must always understand you are still the leader. Uh, and there need to still be some boundaries around that relationship and be okay with that. There you go. That's, that's incredible. And I'm glad we segued into that because there are some of you out there who are not leaders yet, mm -hmm. but that want to be leaders and are trying to transition into that. And I can only imagine... You know, because when you're not a leader, it's very easy to be friends with your peers yes. and go hang out and go to happy hour. But then all of a sudden, as you become a leader, one, you may not be doing that as much. You may have more work that you have to do. Yeah. But also, there the dynamic changes a little bit. It so does. I think what we can learn from what you said was make sure that you have boundaries. I think it's great to have a positive yeah. and friendly relationship with your peers. You want them to be able to be comfortable around you, but not too comfortable where they don't really respect you. And they just be like, yes. oh, I can be late. He's not going to. You know, I'll be 15 minutes late. He's not going to say anything, yeah. you know, and then they start to get careless and they get too comfortable. But you got to set up Absolutely. those boundaries. You know, you always be friendly, be yourself, be nice. But at the same time, you know, we're here for business. Business comes first. That's why yep. we're here in the first place. Yes. So, wow, that's 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 essential. And I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. And I love that, too. You guys, she mentioned leadership being about building relationships. And whether you're a leader or not, you should already be building relationships. Yes. For a myriad of reasons, but I love what you said about benchmarking because, you know, it's good to know what's going on in the marketplace in your industry. It's good to go to lunch with even your competitors. Of course, you don't yeah. share trade secrets or anything like that, but you'd be really surprised. Your competitor could end up being a partner later on. I have yes. definitely had that happen many times over. So don't look at other companies or other people in the organization as competition. No, look at it as this is a networking opportunity and also everybody's uniquely themselves. So you can't yes. look at, you can't compare yourself to somebody else, you know, and I have another podcast about that. You know, a flower just blooms. It doesn't compare to the next flower oh, next to that. it. You know, they're all beautiful, but they're yes. all uniquely itself. So don't worry about competition. No, that, oh, that those advocates and those people around you in your inner circle can help you later. And you never know you could be their next boss you know what I mean in a right. couple of years and you just never know you know just you always want to build relationships with key people find out what's going on in the marketplace in your industry and then also add value to your team and to your company yes. so take that time there's a um this really good book and I know we've both read it never eat alone yes. and he talks about like he goes to lunch all the time with people whether it's 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 people in his organization or it's peers or just people he admires yeah. um, and I started doing this a couple of years ago you know I started going out to lunch with um, people I look up to so like some real estate investors some other business yeah. owners and even if they may not necessarily be related to what I'm doing but we're like-minded yes. we just still learn something from each other yes. so I started doing that I need to start. I need to pick back up again because it's it's been a little minute after I've had Xander. But I, that is something I definitely recommend mm -hmm. because nice. what he talks about in the book is you know you get to learn and grow from others. Yes. And then he also talks about 
um, throwing like a little intimate event, even at your place or a place of your choice and just bring those key people. And we did that. We brought in people that we admire, that we've all had like one-on-one or like we've all had experience with, whether it was work-related or business-related or just some people we knew personally. Mm -hmm. But we knew that all of us would get along because we were like-minded and that stuff works. And we, it's an unforgettable experience. I'll never forget it. It was the 4th of July and we had everyone, um, and it was only like a group of 15 or 20 of us, and they came over our place. We had a condo in downtown Orlando and you could see the fireworks. It was absolutely amazing and it was just an unforgettable experience because we all meshed well and we all just got along and now they're friends and now we're connected. So, you know, you want to grow your circle, network, and not only... For your benefit, but even for your company's benefit. So Exactly. Wow. I know mm-hmm. we talked a lot today about leadership, so definitely take your time digesting this material. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Well, I'm just going to add the importance of being connected to like-minded mm, people, yes. as you were saying, and yes. keep in mind that if you're not, you're like, I can't think of anybody that I would invite to lunch, mm. join a networking group. There There are so many leadership networking groups of other uh, entrepreneurs. You know, um, I can, you know, BMI is one, but there's so many more. Like, um, I'm a member of the uh, the Commerce Club, and so it's a business club in Atlanta, and so many like-minded people there. And then, so we network all the time, and there's actually a a once a month meeting where we all just show up, right? And people start networking, and what start what what happens is that we all also start referring each other Absolutely. it's like when you meet somebody and um they want someone with a certain service everybody wants to feel like they have something to offer so it may not be what i do but i met you at a networking event <laughs> and it's like oh but you're in real estate you know i don't know anything about real estate but i know courtney gavin right <laughs> and so and yeah. then i would do that referral people i've received so many referrals that way absolutely and the other thing is that i do think you know you've heard the saying is lonely at the top you know mm-hmm. you've heard that <laughs> and so yeah it can be lonely as a leader because i was talking about how everybody else was going to lunch and now they're no longer inviting me and that was just when i was a first-time manager you know as i grew mm-hmm. and moved up the corporate ladder the separation became even um, you know wider wow. but mm-hmm. networking groups is a way for you to mend that right and you decrease that because you don't necessarily need to be on an island by yourself as a leader. And, right. you don't, and in, in today's society, it is absolutely no excuse to be and allow yourself to be there. You know, I'm on Instagram and I see some influencers um, who are running their own business saying, you know, things like that. And I'm looking at that and I was like, okay, you may be hustling and making the money, mm-hmm. but you're missing the mark because no leader today should feel that they're on an island all alone because absolutely. there are so many more. If you look to the right, to the left, if you reach out and networking organizations and groups is a way to do that and you know, as a leader, you need to be out there doing it outside your business anyway. Absolutely, you guys. That was keen advice. Go out there, join a the network. She named a few. BNI, there's a commerce club, chamber of commerce, commerce yes. young professionals, or even find one in your niche. Yes. You know, find a plumbers association, you know, so that way you all get together and you all have, you know, crazy stories to tell yeah. each other. And, you know, so definitely that's a great way to build new relationships and build new friendships. You never know. I've known people who have found future spouses that way too. Yeah. So, you know, of course you don't make that your dominant, you know, purpose, but, you know, you go there to learn, have fun, enjoy each other. So, yeah. 
Wow, wow, wow. This yeah. was phenomenal. Thank, thank you guys you. so much for tuning in. And thank you, Yvette, a.k.a. G-Mommy, yes. for tuning in and for joining us today. This was a no phenomenal, pressure. phenomenal episode. And you guys, be sure to like, subscribe. And oh, and how can we connect with you further? Oh, okay, so you can find me on my website, YvetteGavin.com. Awesome. I'm also on Instagram as Yvette underscore Gavin. And then I love for people to connect with me on LinkedIn. And hey guys, when you go over to my web my website, sign up for my newsletter because if you need any type of leadership training or coaching, I provide those type services. But through my newsletter, I'm constantly announcing new material, and I always give little teasers. And what I mean by teasers, not only am I providing information that will motivate and inspire you as leaders, but mm -hmm. I also offer specials through my newsletter. So subscribe. There you go. Thank <laughs> That's you EvetteGavin.com. Thank you. Perfect. No, that's awesome. Please be sure to connect with her. You won't regret it. But again, listeners, thank you so much. We'll catch you at the next episode.